Thank you for listening to this talk, produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Hello, my name is Tracy Locke and I'm the Curator of Australian Art at the Art Gallery of South Australia. I'm delighted to speak with you here today from the Gallery's Grand Elder Wing of Australian Art. I'm standing in Gallery 3C in a space dedicated to the display of paintings, decorative arts and sculpture that explore the theme of the inner terrain. The subject of my talk is a new acquisition, a small hand-modelled sculpture by the Melbourne-based early 20th century artist Charles Douglas Richardson. The work is titled On the Beach. It is about 30 centimetres in height and features a single female nude figure kneeling on the beach with her legs gently folded to the side. The work presents a form of classic realism and is based on a close observation of nature and yet it also explores the inner realm of the imagination, the inner realm of thought and of desires and dreams. On the Beach was made in 1914 and that of course was a significant year. On the collective level, it marks the commencement of the First World War and what would become an age of unimaginable suffering. On an artistic level, it indicates the closing moment of the Belle Epoque, or the beautiful age in art, and of course the turn towards 20th century modernism, and what the Dada poet Tristan Zara recalled was the beginnings of disgust. For the artist... 1914 also marked a year of love and harmony. The year celebrates Richardson's marriage to another artist, Margaret Baskerville. In fact, the artist couple were married just before Christmas Eve, after 30 years of friendship. Charles was 61 and Margaret was 53. From this we learn that this small sculpture coincides not only with an important time in history, but with the height of Richardson's versatility as a sculpture at the age of 61 and with a period of personal contentment. The work itself conveys a sense of stillness and a mood of inner contemplation. The youthful female figure is demure. She has a downward-looking gaze and her head is slightly tilted. She looks towards a single seashell and starfish washed onto the sandy shore. The sculpture conveys a lovely sense of rhythm and poetic repose. The nuanced rhythms represent an energy flow within the form and perhaps this energy flow is the inner movement of the figure's own thoughts. In this way, the work shows tendencies of the symbolist art movement, whereby the figure is regarded as a vessel of interior sensations. Dreams, desires and the imagination were notably explored by the symbolists through the rendering of fluid and sensuous form. Here, Charles Richardson has selected a pose that when observed in the round from various viewpoints, it draws your eye in and up into an upward spiral from its broad base of overlapping legs to its tilted hips, 
twisted torso and to its apex of upward spiralled hair. This slowly rotating serpentine pictorial device has its source in Art Nouveau. It was a decorative design technique that reinforced a form of dreamlike sensibility. But here this twirling line is applied to a non-functional, aesthetic, three-dimensional form. As a unified volume, it takes on a pyramidal structure that has a long tradition in Western art history. It is embodied with many classical references, however the youthful female figure's seashore settings most obvious art historical allusion is to Botticelli's mid-15th century painting, The Birth of Venus. Although this overtly points to goddess and fertility symbols, in the case of On the Beach, the artist's intentions remain unclear. However, it's easy to imagine the demure figure could be inspired by the more intimate feminine charm of the artist's new love. As I mentioned earlier, the work is approximately the height of a school ruler. It has been built and modelled in clay by hand. It hasn't been carved from wood or marble or later cast in a mould. It is not a multiple like a bronze cast, but it has been conceived as a one-off original work of art. After assessing the work, conservators at Art Lab Australia have indicated the artist may have locally sourced his own modelling material. This has been suggested because although the work's surface appears reasonably smooth, there are fine inclusions that indicate the clay was modelled in its naturally found state, rather than from a manufactured source. What's really exciting and special here is that traces of the artist himself and his working methods permanently remain on the clay surface. This makes the piece very intimate and personal and it, it sort of literally expresses the artist's very own touch. And it's also instructive because we get to investigate the surface a little bit like a crime scene and we discover the range of tools he was using and his processes. There are small fingerprint impressions and fine fettling knife and cutting tool imprints on areas of the body and soft brushed marks on the largest surface areas of the figure. The artist separately hand-built decorative starfish and shell clay elements and later added them to the base to enhance the narrative of the shoreline setting. The words of the title, On the Beach, are inscribed into the clay with a sharp scrovito needle-like tool along the front face of the base. All of these delicate notations and markings were permanently captured when the clay form was low-fired, unglazed in a kiln. After firing, the figure appears to have been overpainted with a subtle matte white wash to create a tonal contrast with its seashore setting. What is apparent about this work is its fragility and the exquisite detail of its rendering particularly in the feet and toes, the tiny hands, the breasts, the twists of hair 
and finely stated facial features of the nose and eyes. The human form has been idealised and certainly Richardson was recognised for his meticulous and accurate anatomical observations. He advocated for life drawing sessions at art schools and for artists to undertake anatomy lessons. Throughout his entire career, he was committed to working directly from life models. Early in his career, in addition to his design and art tuition, he actually studied anatomy at the University of Melbourne Medical School. In fact, Richardson took infinite pains to gain an intimate knowledge of his subject matter. When he was working on a sculpture titled The Octopus and the Bather, he was in fact known to have organised for an octopus to be set up in a tank in his studio so he could make careful observations of the creature and in different positions across time. So this really gives us a, a clear indication of, of, again, the kind of lengths that he went to to be very accurate in his rendering of form. But I guess the most notable quality of On the Beach is its intimate scale. It was not a work of art envisaged for display in a vast public art museum space like it is today. And it wasn't envisaged for that kind of space, unlike sort of many other national statements that were being created by Australian artists at the same time, such as Hans Heysen's Red Gold on display nearby. So the sculpture was purposely scaled to be admired and experienced in a domestic interior. When the sculpture was exhibited in 1916 at the Victorian Artist Society, it was bought by the famous operatic soprano, Dame Nellie Melba. Her purchase of the work drew much attention in the press at the time and interestingly we know that On the Beach remained on private display in the intimacy of the Sopranos' home at Coombe Cottage near Lilydale in Victoria until well after her death. In fact, for almost 100 years the work remained in her home until recently being secured by the Art Gallery of South Australia. On one level, the small scale of On the Beach reflects the limitations of materials and facilities to make large-scale sculpture in Australia at the time. But more importantly, it points to Richardson's interest in the handmade and the British arts and crafts movement. You may recall I mentioned even the clay he sourced was hand-collected and handmade. The arts and crafts movement advocated domestically scaled aesthetic forms and it adhered to the dictum that the machine is, quote, soulless, repetitive and inhuman. The movement was based on aesthetics that developed during the last years of the 19th century and the early years of the 20th century. The movement embraced the artistically pleasing and was in part a reaction to the mechanisation of the Industrial Revolution. The movement was inspired by the writings of John Ruskin and his romantic idealisation of the craftsmen taking pride in their personal handiwork. It was one of the most influential, profound and far-reaching design movements of modern times. 
and it began in Britain around 1880 and quickly spread across the world, including to Australia. Richardson, however, experienced the movement firsthand during his studies in London in the 1880s. So although this piece appears to be very humble and modest, the artist had actually undertaken years of formal study and gained success not only as a sculptor, but as a printmaker and a painter. And his restrained output and subtle artistic statements really shouldn't be mistaken for being insignificant contributions to Australian art. In fact, Charles Douglas Richardson was the son of the Royal Academy artist John Richardson. And in fact, Charles Richardson had studied at the School of Design at the National Gallery of Victoria alongside Tom Roberts and Frederick McCubbin. From 1882 to 1888, Charles Richardson also studied at the Royal Academy in London and achieved a high proficiency with drawing from the life model. He was even awarded prizes at the Royal Academy schools and exhibited with the Royal Academy. Upon his return to Australia, he was highly respected and exhibited in the famous and also the very controversial Melbourne 9x5 Impressionism exhibition, again alongside artists such as Charles Conder, Tom Roberts, Arthur Streeton and Frederick McCubbin. But he had mystic and spiritual beliefs and so Richardson avoided confrontation and radicalism and he tended to participate in both progressive and conservative artistic circles. So although as well trained and as knowledgeable and as talented as his avant-garde friends such as Tom Roberts, Richardson's achievements have remained lesser known in part because of this association that he had with more conservative circles but also because of his interests in the spiritualist movement. He was remembered by his peers as having a mystic side and he had lived as a vegetarian and practiced abstinence. In a way, these quiet and slightly reclusive tendencies led to a low-key reputation and yet his artistic contribution was no less significant. To conclude, like much Australian art, on the Beat is a classic hybrid of international tendencies such as symbolism, Art Nouveau and the handmade naturalism of the British arts and crafts movement. Above all, the dreamy feeling of On the Beach is an exemplary example of Richardson's extraordinary ability to create an expressive emotional effect while adhering to a meticulous rendering of natural form. Importantly, it also demonstrates how Australian art is not limited to referencing a sense of place, but that Australian art can also convey the inner terrain. It can convey a state of mind. Made in 1914, the year of his marriage to Margaret and enveloped in a demure beauty, it seems this charming sculpture expresses the inner terrain of Richardson's personal and tranquil state of mind. On the Beach is one of Charles Richardson's most inspired works of art. 
It is exceptionally rare and one of only six known examples of his sculpture in public art museums. The Art Gallery of South Australia has the great fortune of also owning one of Richardson's greatest paintings, a beautiful allegorical love scene titled Acrasia, or otherwise known as The Enchanted Bower. This major painting coupled with this new acquisition make the gallery's holdings among the most significant in the nation of this unassuming and versatile artist. At this point, it brings me pleasure to take the opportunity to acknowledge that this special acquisition was made possible last year through the support of Will Abel Smith and Mary Choate through the Art Gallery of South Australia's Foundation Collectors Club dinner. I wish to personally thank these really generous supporters and thank you for joining me and listening to this talk about Charles Douglas Richardson's charming sculpture On the Beach of 1914.